0: Hello and welcome to the Middlesex County Cricket League podcast. My name's Dan Huff from Twickenham. Um, we've had plenty of cricket as normal. The weather has been brilliant over week 16. So there's plenty for me and Sal Ali from North London to be
1: talking about. Sal, how are you? You good? Good evening, Dan. I'm very well. I was just thinking earlier on today, um, 16 weeks of interrupted cricket almost. I mean, it was one week we had some games where the rain did sort of come and go. But... If you said before the season started, what the chances of having an 18-week season without any rain? It would be almost like Leicester winning the league, wouldn't it? I mean, in this country, it's unheard of to have Saturdays without rain during the summer. So, I'll keep my fingers crossed that we can get through two more weeks to go.
0: It is it's pretty working. amazing, isn't it? I can't recall a summer where there wasn't um, a single game that wasn't somehow uh, curtailed by the rain. So, um, yeah, fingers crossed we can have a good last Two weeks. Were you standing yourself this weekend?
1: No, day off this weekend. So I just went down to Kent see some friends. So refreshed and ready to go for next week. But yeah.
0: Good man. Good man. I did manage to get a game in. So my third and, and to be honest with the probably final uh, game of the of the season, I was over uh, with Twickenham's Fours over somewhere just south of Norway, actually. Uh, um, Old Owens Cricket Club in Hertfordshire, which, um, which I have to say was very nice. I mean, I, I know Finchley have had some challenges with. Uh, getting grounds their, their fours play over in Bushy and their threes there play at Old Owens. But very nice. We, we had an issue with the tea, song. The tea never what arrived. Happened? Never oh, arrived. We had tea gates, but uh, the Finchley were brilliant about it. We had a stack load of pizzas at the end of the game, um, which given that most of us were pretty pretty peckish was, was a welcome a welcome sight when we saw the pizza delivery guy coming around the corner. But yeah, good day, good day. And just uh, uh, a quick shout out there to the Finchley boys, who were very good hosts. And, and they dealt with the fact that we struggled to get there on time, um, which, you know, there was three of us there at 12.30. So I'm not, not massively impressed with some of my um, own comrades uh, for their inability to work out that the M25 might have some traffic on it. Who'd have thought it, eh, on a Saturday afternoon? Um, but they, they were brilliant, the Finchley boys. And they, they deservedly won. They, they, they chased our 195 without too many... Problems Um, away from uh, the the depths of the third tier. um, Plenty going on elsewhere, right? And uh, I guess we've been talking up a final Week 18 game between North Middlesex and Tellington. is going to be the game to end all games. Well, it ain't going to be that way, is it? Tellington have got the job done.
1: Yes, congratulations to Alistair Pollock and his side and everyone linked to the club. Uh, Champions of two games to play. So it's been quite an easy sort of a sort of uh, into the season, really, rather than the one we imagined. Um, hosted inning and a 91-run 90 run win, which sees them sticking with a title.
0: And sort of turning
1: that around, wh-
0: what exactly has happened to North Middlesex? They've definitely fallen away badly, haven't they?
1: They have. Um, I did mention this before. That I do feel the availability and lack of they've had injuries, um, players away. I think it has come back to it eventually caught up with them. Um, they've they've played games where they probably weren't as strong as they should have been managed to win games due to maybe individual performances or collective effort whereas now I think it's just about caught up with them and they are sort of drifting away well not drifting away because that's the wrong thing to say they've got 105 points which is a great effort still Um, but as I said um, the the league title is out of their hands now Yeah
0: I mean I, I guess I guess I am a bit surprised at that because they, they they have got a lot of strength in depth. But you know, some sides have, have turned up and played some pretty good cricket against them, haven't they? And Richmond were were one of those sides. Richmond themselves, plenty to play for, uh, and they put they put three thirteen on the board, didn't they, against North Mid, which they couldn't quite chase.
1: Yeah, but Richmond's sort of one day form was pretty impressive with the bat. They do they score really heavily, don't they? Um, and that's even without Julius Somarow, who is injured at the moment. So. Um, if he comes back in, and I'm sure you hope hoping he needs to come back this week. Um, that may continue. But still, yeah, a good win for Richmond. Um, out of relegation zone now, on the back of that 37-1 win. Um, they did have the, probably the worst possible start they could think of, losing Captain Will Phillips in the first over. Um, but Greg King and Tanmay Tanawala both scored 50s. But the highlight of the innings was definitely it. a brilliant 116 from Adam London, who helped his side to 313.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure I need you to mention Adam London's name too frequently. As we've said before, he does have a habit of scoring runs against Twickenham. And, and to be honest, that's looking like the game of the round, isn't it? Richmond will be playing Twickenham. And if Richmond win, then they're up mathematically. If Twickenham win, then they're above Richmond and it all goes to, to week 18. And it is, of course, win-lose cricket. So one of them uh, will win, providing that no rain uh, comes to, to to get in, uh, get in the way. Um, Twickenham uh, put up a fight against Shepherds Bush, but ultimately weren't quite... Good enough to get um, get the ten points.
1: Yes, um, I mean yeah, blazing start. Then Neville Torbert was in, in fine form. Uh, he has he no shrinking violet. He doesn't hang about. Yeah, he doesn't hang around. But but when he was out, it made sort of things quite tricky. And then, um, as I said, great start. Torbert scored on fifty six or thirty four balls. But then his, his dismissal meant Bush came back into the game. Um, Chinmay took t- towards wicket and four others. Um, actually, I watched some of the highlights of that, and it, I think four were all played on. Um, were they? So I wasn't aware of that. That's interesting. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. I think the four. Yeah, I mean, uh, there was at least three that sort of chopped onto their stumps, possibly four. Um, figures of 553, took them all out in under 40, just under 45 overs. I think it was 201. Um, so you're 83 for two at one point, and then you're you know, 120 runs later, out, and you've still got fire over the back.
0: Well, i go, I go further um, than that. We were 109 nine for six then, Sal, so we really did dip once once uh, Neftolvut was out and managed to, I guess, plug away to get 200. Which, which, depending on whether your glasses are full or off-empty, um, might actually be better than we could have got.
1: Yes. Uh, it, it was, a, I think, is it Rashid Moulizadeh, and Pakesh um, Multani. actually put on a good sort of partnership, but yeah. 201. I mean, Bush, we know they've got some very good players, but you guys did fight back pretty well. Took the early wickets with the new ball. Um, The overseer, James Billington, scored 48, so Bush was still in the hunt. And it was a vital stand of 67 between the captain, Andrew Wilson, who scored 59, and Idris Otamian, who um, sort of like took the game away from you guys. And although there was a couple of late scares, um, the Bush won with three wickets uh, in hand. And now a level with north mid. So that's getting interesting. I mean, the next sort of question is who, is who comes I second? I was going to really? ask you that because they're, 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 they're level
0: win. on points. But Shepherds Bush play Richmond last day of the season. And um, is that right? Did they play Richmond last day of the season? I think I'm right. Uh, they do. Yes, and they've got right. Hampstead yeah, they this week. Hampstead saved themselves now. Um, which, but it doesn't sound like the worst running in the world if you're second in the league and going for that second spot. So is, is the money on Shepherds Bush?
1: I mean, at home, home, do they have home advantage? They do. Um, are they, they in form? I mean, they probably are. Yeah, pretty, they are, I think. Sort of yeah. I mean, it happens to the dangerous side. That we'll come to them in a minute or two. But, yeah, they, they you know, I said, the limited over cricket. All it needs is one player to get in or to um, to bowl really well and you can win, win the game, can't you, for your side? Uh, yeah, but I, I think... I, I think Bush are probably best placed to come second because you've got North Mid taking Crouch End next week the sort of North London derby. Um bragging rights for that area so uh, if, if Croucher win that and, and the Bush win their game then it's almost secure isn't it second place?
0: yeah it's been an interesting one and um, I, it wouldn't surprise me if the Bush get 20 points um, but also it wouldn't surprise me if North Middlesex did somehow as well because Croucher and the tricky opponents but uh, the, the mid have got plenty of resilience there they're, they're, they're not going to just turn up to lose a game of cricket they're, they're going to turn up and get, give it their best shot so it might be worth wandering around the cots at the weekend Sal and seeing what's going on uh, over at North Mid could be some interesting cricket
1: Indeed, yeah. I, I just want to come back to so yes. quickly. I mean, just want to get some brief. I mean, it was as I said, title's in the bag. Um Congratulations, guys! And one player that's really sort of stood out this year is Abhishek Junjun and and he scored his fourth century of the season, 132. He's been the catalyst of many large totals this year for his side. And again, Sato is a great example, two eight three for five, um, and then as eating, found things difficult, one nine two all out. And another player who. I feel sort of you know stepped up this season, had a great season. It's Abdullah Nazir, and he took four for thirty-nine. So this sort of a team they have there, batting and bowling, is, is been really um, instrumental this season in 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 them winning the title. With two games to play, which is which is yeah, pretty absolutely,
0: and particularly as we, we we've been saying that it's one of the we think it's it, you know that the Premier Division is very strong this year, particularly uh, in the batting, but also uh, you know that there's plenty of good bowling about. So so to win it with a couple of games to spare is definitely an achievement to be to be lauded. Well done to the to the Teddington boys. The Hampstead guys also be pretty happy this weekend in the great scheme of things because they're mathematically safe, um, I guess. You'd probably expect them to beat Hornsey, but uh, Assumption being the mother of all cock-up, I'm sure they'll have gone into the game very, uh, very, very professionally and they, they won pretty convincingly, right?
1: They did, yeah, but at one point it wasn't so easy. So it was one yeah. 6 uh, Hornsey really got into them quite early on and made, made, made life hard for them. Um, but Ben Fraser, was 41, and some support from the lower order um, took them to 2-2-9. Um, and then Hornsey just found things really, really tricky about Mohamed Ahmed, who opens the bowling, was really on a roll took five for eight and um at one point twenty three for five, managed to get to ninety six, but that ended there, so ninety six all out and a hundred and thirty three run win against Tormsley for Hampstead, Just, as I said, now losing on eighty points, which I'm sure they'll be pretty pleased with. And um is there another season in, in the Division next year? Yeah, time?
0: I mean given where they were, they didn't they, they did drift down towards the bottom um uh, for, for a few weeks, but they've they bounced back from there and, and as you say, eighty points with two weeks to go is a, is it a solid enough performance? Um, the final game will probably fit into that category um, for, for both the sides involved. Both Craig Chen and Stan, Mere have had, uh, Stan Moore have had solid years. Um, they're, they're in a battle, a sort of private battle almost, for fourth place. And I guess Craig Chen, the best place to get that now, aren't they? Because they managed to sneak home at the weekend.
1: Yeah, 40-run 40, 40 win. Um, Joel Curtis, the man we've been speaking about all season. He's you know, the stand-up player of the league by a long way. He needed uh, to, to get another 100 to break a record of scoring the most 100 in the season. He's on 94. Now, what would you do, Daniel? You're on 94, six more runs needed to try and get a record. What would you do? Uh,
0: I'd go for six singles, Sal, as you can probably imagine.
1: Exactly the same as me. But Joel obviously plays a different way to us, to how us two would have played it. He went for oh, no. a big shot, um, caught, caught, caught in a deep <laughs> square boundary. Oh, um, so he was dismissed on 94, um, six short of breaking that record. But, you know, he'd he done the hard work in getting the 94 in the first place. And um, But Crouching again, British Trouble One five one for 6. Um, one of the young lads who's at Middlesex, uh, the academy player Viran Patel scored 58 and the keeper Jack Cleaver scored 39 not out. Took him to 257%, which you'd think on their home pitch, with the attack they have, they'd be confident defending that. Stone with a very good start. Tom Ojic scored 88, 107 for no wicket, but you know the spin came into their own and Natim Hassam took 451 and Bowl at Stamford 217. So Joe Curtis has two more innings now to achieve two more sort of milestones. One to break the league record, which I'm thinking needs another 120, 30 runs, I think I'm saying. It just gets to the top of my head. And one more century. So he might have been safe, safe for you guys. Now, yeah, you cheers know. For that, Yeah, nice yeah. Point. I wouldn't
0: put it past him at all, to be honest. Um, interesting, though, if, if results go... Craig Chan's way and you know we've said North Mid are struggling a bit of late and, and Twickenham are down there at the bottom then Craig Chan is still not a million miles away from finishing second are they?
1: Definitely I mean, they, I mean that's what they're probably pushing for because I know they've they really aspired to achieve as high as they can and they've got some really sort of good individuals within the club who won't be let, sort of letting up with the season ending as it is um, and that'll be their target second place would definitely be their target and it'll sort of just prove to when they're not a sort of one-hit wonder you know they won the league last season fantastic achievement had a bit of a dip season at some point, but they've sort of come back well in the last few weeks and I'm sure they'll be looking to continue that form into the last two games of the season.
0: Yeah, and I certainly think they'll fancy uh, twicking them at home on the last day because regardless of where we are, they, they, they've, got a, they've got a pretty decent record against us uh, in, in recent times. So, um, so, so, yeah, I mean, it'd be, be I think it'd be a fair old achievement to come second, um, ha- having had um, such a brilliant year last year and it is always hard to follow it up. Uh, and I think if they can pull that one off, then every respect to them, that'll be a wonderful... Um, wonderful achievement. If we look to Division One, well, it's not a million miles away from being as you were, right? Because four of the top five won, so it's still ridiculously close. The one thing that we probably could say is that Acton are pretty likely to be playing Division One cricket again next year. But the other four teams in that promotion shout all did okay at the weekend, didn't they? I
1: mean, they probably are guaranteed but it's still not out of one on paper. Mathematically, this than this I added division it for is. Sure. Yeah. Easily the most interesting of all the divisions that we have in the in the, in the league, in my view. Um, so we have two sides jousting at the top, level on points, and a team in third place who is only one point behind, and a team in fourth place with nine points behind. Um, so yeah, on Saturday, the game of the day in that division was definitely Harris St Mary's and Acton, and it was it was Harris St Mary's who we were celebrating, um, as I said, to, to to go to remain joint top. Acton, two five for eight. Lucas Carlyle fifty three, and Captain Sir Hill Kerr seventy three. Um, but he was dismissed by a league veteran. I'm sure you might have come across him in the path, Oh, yeah. yeah. Um took his with it, I think ex harrow town been around a couple of clubs, um and now a Harrow St. Mary's player. Um and then was at one seventy six for four. But um I mentioned a player mentioned last week, Jiraki Joseph, who took a hat-trick last week as well. Um took a four for forty four and acted in on two oh eight for eight. Um which in the end was not enough as uh, Angus Provost got his side off to a flyer score in seventy-one. And an experienced player of Carol Casmi and Sam Hasset, 75 run partnership, still them home to put a loss of four wickets. And as we said, joint top with Bronsbury. Yeah, I mean, any cartwheels this week? I haven't seen any footage, okay. but I will, I will assume must have won it must be one. You'd think so, wouldn't you, if uh, he's doing
0: well in a big game like that? Yeah. Um, Began. Yeah, and Sahil Kerr continues his habit of scoring 50s against the best sides. So, um, so, so well done to him. Although, ultimately, I think they're probably a bit disappointed because I know, and we've talked them up on this pod, that, that Acton have been, have been ticking quite nicely in the second half of the season. But um, I think they'd be have to a lot would have to go for them for, for the beat, for, for them to end up in the top two now, particularly as, uh, as Bronsby also won, didn't they?
1: Bronsby had a comfortable day yesterday, beating relegation threatened Wembley um, by six wickets. They've got a new overseas because James Grady's had to go back to Australia. Um, we've got an off- off-spinner called Nick Foster, who just joined this weekend. He had a decent start, um, taking through 32. Wembley won 30 all out. Uh, and then another middlesex talent, uh, Nathan Fernandez, called 37. And then we now, so now means next week, we've got a great game next week. It's Harrison Mary's hosting Brunsbury. Interesting.
0: Interesting. And I think Finchley will be looking at that very closely, won't they? Because they're still one point behind the both of them. They're, they're, they're still in a decent position after, well, a bit of a train scene for poor old Enfield.
1: Yeah, I think Enfield had a couple of bodies missed. I know uh, I spoke to a couple of the guys a couple of weeks back and they did say this weekend there was gonna be light in terms of bodies for the first team and that was proven yesterday. Um eight wicket win for uh Finch, as you said, Enfield all out for eighty five, said Professor Hatchett took five, and then Will Leggett wasted sort of no time, forty five not out, and Finch, as we said, are in the hunt, definitely one point off the top two. And who are they play next week? Go on.
0: North
1: Oof. London. So it's like a super it's, like, it's almost like two semi-finals, effectively, in some ways. Um, it's like a Super Saturday next weekend. Yeah, so the top four all play each other. And
0: that, I mean, that does actually change it a bit for Acton, doesn't it? Because two of the sides above them will lose next weekend. So if they can beat uh, Austerly at home, then they, they could quite plausibly be right back in it, even if they're still uh, you know, only in, say, fourth place. So, yeah, that division really is um, interesting. Although, at the bottom, the great escape that I was talking about with Enfield... Um, yeah, um, th- that, that's not happening. And uh, I mean, I feel a bit for Enfield. I mean, I know they've had availability challenges. And I remember there was one game earlier this season where four players got injured in the warm-up. I mean, blinking heck You know, the, the, the cricketing gods are against you then. But uh, they, they're all but gone. They're 17 points behind Barnes. And Wembley are basically gone, Sal, aren't they? 13 points behind Barnes now?
1: I mean, you say it about Info, but they're playing varsity. Yeah, they weekend. are, aren't they, actually? They, yeah. they beat them. they only seven points fine going to the last game of the season. Um, so that bottom three, it's not decided yet, I don't think. It, next week is a huge game at the bottom of the table. But well, yeah, Wembley, I just can't buy a win, can yeah. at the moment? And I think the longer you sort of go on, the harder it gets mentally and physically to get yourself, you know, up for these, well, not to get up for these games, but to be in a position where you can try and win these games. Um, you know, just, I'm sure confidence is pretty low, but. They'll be giving it a good shot, um, as I said. So that, that it's an intriguing position down there at the bottom as well, in terms of who sort of stays up yeah. and who who. Goes I mean, that's down. a
0: fair point, isn't it? All Enfield can do against Barnes turn up and try and beat them, and if they beat them, well, they could be, you know, they could be seven points behind, eight points behind, nine points behind, but they're still in it. In, in the last, you know, and taking it to the last day of the season means that you're um, you've got a chance. So uh, so yeah, another one, another one to watch. North London got there. Thinking about the top of the table again. So, North London's still very much in this equation. They're nine points behind Bronsby and Harrison Marys. But it looks like a tight one on paper, Sal. One wicket win. Um, uh,
1: brilliant brilliant yeah, game. No, it was um, a five I've,
0: run win, wasn't it? I'm getting this wrong.
1: Yes, wow. Yes, five yep. run. Uh, I just got home in time to sort of catch it on um, on, on the stream. Um, we batted first, scored 184, had a sort of decent sort of individual sort of innings from a couple of players. Wilbur, one of the young lads, scored 31. Um, Matt Riley again got 42 sort of got in and then got out frustratingly and one of our sort of senior players on the side Sam Barden hung around right at the end and hit a valuable 30 not out um, Jim Gatton who's been back on the side last couple of weeks took 5 wickets but 184 is one sort. Of, I mean I'll mention this now on the pod I mean we are in full place and we've had a great season but if I was to ask you how many times do you think we scored over 210 this season what would you say?
0: Well, I always, I've always thought, actually, that North London is... If, if you had an average score to win a game at a ground in Middlesex, I'd have thought North London's average score would be lower than most. I think you can win games with 150 at North London relatively frequently, where some grounds, Enfield, for, for example, you might need plenty more than that. So how many times have you scored more than 210, you say? Um,
1: yeah, in the whole season.
0: I don't remember you scoring more than that at all, actually. Is that right? Is it none?
1: Just just once, against once NFL. NFL. so we read, yeah, I mean it's, it's, so we've relied on bowling quite heavily, and we have, like you said, defended well at home and got some crucial wins away, um so it's one of those things where you just think you know if we had someone who can knock another sort of you know three four hundred runs for us, we'd be definitely in that promotion, probably you know, in the top two, but anyway, we're where we are, and we're happy where we are, it's a great position to be in, you know, if at the beginning of the season, would you have more than a hundred points after losing your first game, you'd be more yeah. than happy with that, so as I said. But second from Winchmore, again, they had a decent start. Um, Kevin Brandon Key scored 48. And it looked like at one point it was going to be a Winchmore Hill win because uh, Jim Gatin Batten, who scored 53. Um, they needed something like, I think, five on over going to the last 15 overs with four wickets down. You transferred them, especially with him, Batten as well. But um, left when Vivette Loddy, Lodi producer of Cracker with delivery, took the wicket of Gattin. And then after that, thought so Winchmore Hill kind of, Sort of, I don't know, play some interesting sort of shots, which I'm sure they'll be thinking about in hindsight. Where they needed, sort of, couple of balls went up in the air. Some good sort of keeper from our keeper Dan Matthews. But then, so nine Dan, I think they needed around 30 to win. So you definitely feel that like North London got the game in the bag. But the last pair of um, Rob Sobers and Charlie haven't batted really sensibly, taking three or four on and over, not taking any risks. Um, so it came down to last day when needed nine to win. But if one of the players to have the ball in his hand, it's going to be Will Jones and he kept his score and took the wicket with a penultimate ball. Cue uh, massive celebrations. Fantastic stuff and from a cricket in perspective. And to be clear, when I was talking about lower
0: than average scores, if you compare North London's ground with the rest of Middlesex, that wasn't a criticism. It's a great cricket wicket. Uh, and, and the amount of games over the years that I've seen, you know, 180 versus 160. It's proper game cricket. It's not a shootout. It's not baseball. It, it's, it, it's, you know, the type of thing that will keep you on the, on the edge of your seat just like it it sounds like it did on, on, on Saturday. So the mood in the camp there at North London is still positive. It's got to be, hasn't it?
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, As I said, next week, Finchley it's like a yep. semi-final. You, know, uh, you win there and you've got a final game to try and get to the Prem. So everyone's buzzing. Uh, our two's won as well, I say, so it's a good atmosphere. I wasn't there at the club, but everyone seemed to be in good spirits. So, yeah, availability um, is good. So we'll go into that game away at Finchley in, in, top high, in, our, in good spirits and hopefully, you know, we'll yep. a win. Be I'll be
0: following with interest, as I'm sure will many others. Sounds like a really interesting encounter uh, um, in coming there. Final game in the division. Well, Barnes uh, played Osterley, didn't they? And I guess when you put two four three on the board, you think you got a chance, but Osterley just about got there, didn't they?
1: As we mentioned so many times in this pod, Osterley don't do simple wins today. <laughs> no. There's got to be some kind of, some kind of drama, is not it? Yeah. um I mean, Joe Jenkins gave Osterley a bit of run medicine, smashing fifty-seven and thirty-four balls. Barnes posted two four three. Um bowling, they'll probably look back and think lacked a bit of discipline, considering forty-five extras. <laughs> um yeah, that's not good. But they've got a guy in good form at the moment, Zawa Hussein. Um again, and he doesn't hang around for sure. Scored sixty seven runs, fifty-six in boundaries. Um so he wasn't obviously you know blocking mm-hmm. many. Um also again, two to six for eight at one point, looking maybe down and out but they do have you know some sort of resilience, and they've been at the wrong on some sort of uh, you know nervy ending game that they've lost. So they'd be pleased to win this game as they won off the second last ball innings. So, possibly um, as I said, they're safe for sure, and now Barnes are in that sort of per- not perilous but
0: tricky sort of position.
1: position yeah. yeah, tricky. Yeah, and then you know, it makes next week's game so much more crucial. You know, if they win on if they won on Saturday, next week's game would have been irrelevant almost, yep. wouldn't it? But as I said, that win gives Enfield some sort of. Well, hope. if they'd won on Saturday, they would have been,
0: um, they'd have been safe. They'd have been 23 points in yeah. Wembley, but uh, they didn't, so they're not. So um, it definitely looks like we've got an interesting Week 17 ahead there. You, you talk about Austerli uh, and interesting games of cricket. There's, there's no club around, I think, in our league where the number 8, 9 and 10 are as dangerous as they are generally at Austerli, whoever they are. Um, you know, So many times they, they manage to, to, to dig themselves out of what looked like long-lost situations to get some points out of a game. Um, as an aside, and I want to ask you if, if you'd ever seen anything like this, Sal, uh, Twickenham Twos play Osterley Twos on Saturday. Big game in Division 1 of the second tier. And it went down to the last over. Osterley Aust- batted first and and Twickenham... Um, you know, it was a bit ebb and flow, very much looking like they are going to win it at one point and then Oster got back into it. Goes into the last over, um, needed something like eight to win, there were two run outs, there was loads of scrambled running, it was all, all fantastically interesting if you love cricket, but also a bit of a nightmare for, for Twickenham, just couldn't get the runs. Last ball, three needed to win, the, um, the number 11 is in, Hamish Johnston, young lad, with um, Prabhu Dev, who's been really, really good for Twickenham twos this year, he's got an awful lot of runs, um, and they managed to scramble two, so the scores are tied if it's uh, if, if, if it's two, and everybody thinks, "Crikey, what a game that is!" Until they see the umpire, who's standing there with his arm uh, going back towards his shoulder. One short, gentlemen, yeah. and um, so Ostlerly win by one. Our umpire, I should add, Twickenham's uh, nominated umpire, um, and there were no complaints afterwards. It was just a bit of a brain fade by the number eleven. He didn't get didn't get to the end. So, one short called in a game that would have been a tie and um, it was between two sides who were gunning for promotion out of Division 1. Have you ever seen one short called as late as that in a game? It was a new one on me, no, I'll be honest. not
1: at all. Yeah, and also, as I said, you mentioned the fact your umpire call, it's a credit your umpire for, for making that call and actually being observant and, and looking out for that as well because it's easy to sort of get carried away in the emotion and the whole kind of excitement of what's taking place, of, you know, the win on the horizon or, you know... A tie, and so um, credit yeah. to, to your man for being on the ball. The and there now. weren't any
0: uh, words of dissent in the pavilion. There was plenty of like, "Hamish, hey, what are you doing, man?" But young lads in in big moments like that. Some, well, anyone in big moments like that. Sometimes you just your brain stops. But I suspect it won't stop for him again. <laughs> I suspect it's the type of thing you won't you won't repeat twice. But um, I just thought you know, if anyone any listeners have heard of stories where one short has been called that late in in, in that sort of uh, a situation, we'd be um, we'd be keen. To hear from them. In other dramatic news, moving into um, Division 2, uh, Haritown lost.
1: They did, and there was another thrilling game that took place. It absolutely was, wasn't it? A yeah. um, great, amazing chase here from Indian Jim Carter, which again secures their um, safety in, in the division. Um, as normal, Haritown piled on the runs, scoring 287. Sandrine Mishra, 61, in showcut for eighty five, 85. Um, Adam Batty had, took wickets last week. Again, well the ball taking four wickets. Um but you know, you, you kind of feel uh, as I said in Indian Cana that it's a great win, but they looked down on that at one point until a great eight with eight wicket partnership um between uh so Am- one Ahmed Zaki players the players who the order, put in fifty four and set for three in finale and and he got his side home um in the last over with a nine with a one wicket win, nine down. So in reaction to Jim Karner. I mean, not many people will go to Harrow Town and sort of take him on like they've done and match him at their own game and beat them. So, as I said, fantastic result from Jim Carner, who, as I said, now are sort of safe, 73 points and comfortable in that position now.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, chasing 287 two, in any game of cricket, let's be clear, is an impressive effort. But uh, against a team as dominant as Harrow Town, then you've got to take your hat off to Indian Gym for for, for pulling that one off. And, of course, that does mean that their relegation war is banished. They are mathematically uh, safe now. Um, up there with Harrowtown, we still don't know who's going to be joining them in Division 1 next year, do we? Because Southgate, um, they have, for the last few weeks, been looking like they're going to be the team. But they came a cropper again, didn't they? They lost to Brentham in a close one.
1: Well, again, it just shows you, I um, suppose, the integrity of the league and how teams just keep fighting and fighting. Brentham in a relegation zone almost prior to this game. Massive 10 points for them and big blow to Southgate in their promotion hopes now um, with, a, with, a, with, a, with a good win. You'd sort of, uh, you know, you look at this game and think, who's going to win the game for Brentford? And they've got one player who's been an amazing season, Preet Patel. Um, scored 100 in, in their total of 2, two six, 7 and then also, was also in, involved in a run-out of dangerous Scott Ellis who, was, who had scored 67-68 and he looked like he might take Southgate to victory but um, Southgate ended on two one seven, and they you know nine run win for Brentford which is as I said massive and gives them now a 15 point lead over Ealing Trailfinders who are in ninth
0: yeah I mean that really is a huge win because that 15 points um, you know they, 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 they've got to lose two and Ealing Trailfinders got to win two for, for for Ealing to be able to save themselves because of course they, they lost against Eastgate who are now gunning for Southgate they're only five points behind Southgate at the top Um and I think East Coast will probably feel that was relatively straightforward, right? They won by five wickets.
1: Yeah, I think from all accounts, it wasn't the easiest sort of track to bat on. Um, runs right. freely available, but yeah, five five wicket win. Um, they once they got got rid of um, the, the you know free score Shabazz who's I mean, who had a great season in the back this year, scores runs for fun. He was out for eighty four, and it was all out for one seventy two, um, and then an eighty eight run partnership between another of the young middlesex really lads that we have in playing the league, um, Aaron Sowant, and Otis player Trent keep keeps them in a chance of div one. And again this is one of those uh, fixtures that all these divisions where it could be some great fixtures in, in week eighteen um because Southgate will be playing East Coast So prior yes. to that we've got East Coast, East Coast are not going to do it easily when they if they are going to get promotion. They're hosting Hartown this weekend, um where Jim Carner hosts Southgate. So ideally for, for the neutral it'll be great if that final game was to decide who gets promotion.
0: But that thought had occurred to me actually. If Eastcote go up, they no one can say they've had it easy because they'll be playing the the top two sides as they currently stand in the last two weeks, and they'll need to beat them both. Um, so so yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to see how they they get on there. Um, Harrow, therefore, they're they're only 18 points only, but behind Southgate. But um, but given that Southgate play Eastcote in week 18, there's no way mathematically Harrow can go up. But they they'll be pretty pleased with their win at Highgate, right?
1: Yeah, five. I um, mean, they hosted the game, Harrow, I think. Yeah, so yeah, five. Oh, eight, right. Eight, yeah, me and My bad. Yeah, five wickets win for Harrow. Um, Ronald Etienne again with some fireworks, smashing a quick sixty. Um, so that that completes a double over Highgate, and as I said, both sides have any. I mean, that kind of middle, middle of the table, kind of on the beach, kind of scenario, aren't they? Really now. Um, yep. yep. Ninety-eight three points yep. respectively,
0: which can often, and this is the same in many sports, prompt folks to relax and play some some good cricket, right? You, got, you haven't got the pressures of. Uh, fighting for your life, or, or or trying to get out the division, so sometimes that can that that can make 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 everything just a bit more straightforward, and maybe that applies to Middlesex Titans because Middlesex Titans pulled, well, I guess, as a bit of a surprise, they were on four points before Saturday. They're on fourteen now because they beat Southampton.
1: Yeah, congratulations! We said the same, you know, ten to one, the the lead title, and congratulations, to the Titans, on their first win. Yep. Um, they bowled out Southampton four hundred and thirty. Umkati uh, took four wickets, and then. Uh, they just went for it No hanging around Lassander Silva Scored 77 And they were home comfortably By 7 wickets So I'm sure there was A bit of celebration Taking place with those guys So as I said Well done And they will not End the season Without a victory So um, well done Good
0: on them Absolutely And, and just, they did go for it Didn't they 132 in 17 overs They, they really weren't Messing about But um, um, but it's not going to Save them They will be still Plying their trade In Division 3 Next year, but um, always good to you know to get points on the board and, and just to sort of feel feel what it's like to win the odd game here and there because you know we've all been in situations where we've been on bad runs and uh, and, and it's nice to see them uh, nice to see them turn around. If we move into Division Three, well, I think things went pretty much as we expected uh, this week, right? Certainly, Wickham House will be happy enough; they 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 kept their nerve uh, and did the did the job that they needed to do against Ealing Hamwellians. They they won pretty convincingly. Um Ealing got 89 uh, and Wickham House uh knocked them off for three. That means they're five points clear of Kenton and fourteen ahead of um Alexandra Park. Now Kenton they had they had London Tigers, didn't they? So that that can we've said before that that's not always the easiest of fixtures. Um but they came through pretty strongly, right?
1: Yeah, and that would give them a big boost going into week 17 and 18. Uh Kenton two three three for eight, Mohammed O'Neill Khalid scored forty-four. Um, so again, one of them efforts where we're all effort sort of players all play their part. Um, London Tigers had a bit of a tough start with the bats, looked like they're going to be in sort of trouble I think five five down early on. Um, but Mamta Ali scored 56-58 so I am sure there was a few um, nerves kicking at Kenton, but um understand he took four forty one as, as you said, a, a good win for them keeps him in that sort of second promotion place and you know hopeful of, of, of spotting Div two next season.
0: Yeah, and I think it is a good win because you mentioned last week, Sal, that London Tigers have been on a good run and are, there is an, art, an element of unpredictability with them. So to, to beat them pretty convincingly, you know, it not only keeps them five points, uh, um, you know, within five points of Wickham House, it's good for the soul. You know, it's, it's good, for, you know, good for the dressing room to, to know that you can, you can win games against potentially um, tricky opponents. And Sammy Hyder played, Sal, but he, he didn't really um, get involved that much in terms of uh, affecting the game.
1: No, he fought was full lot of over, so bowl 9 0 was 159. Um, yep. And Bastion at 11, which I'm sure he, he loves doing, and he was getting another little, not out for him to add to the tally. Little little red inker, even though you could probably yeah. do some runs next to it
0: before you say that. But, uh, but yeah, he's relegated from his number 10 to a number 11. Got a nod out. I'll oh, know that will be back at number 10 next week. But uh, yeah, he continues to have more runs, uh, more wickets than runs this season. And indeed in his Middlesex career, uh, um, which we always, uh, every week, keep an eye on. Just to make sure that the world is still aligned and Sammy is doing what Sammy does. Um, AP, they're still involved in this, aren't they, Sal? They beat Stoke Newington.
1: Yeah, they're hanging on to the coattails, aren't they? With the top two, um, a bit, a bit yep. of a tight game at there uh, against Stokenham. to uh, 140 all out. Um, Kadem Nippo again, who's he's been really good at the ball took some wickets, and then uh, 141 for six in response. To uh, as I said, keep yourself in with an Well, with say outside chance of a chance for really, because only nine points off Kenton. Um, so they'll be as going into week 17 in, in, in good spirits and hopeful of carrying a good run they're on at the moment. Yeah, yeah, they need
0: Kenton to slip up in one, in one of their next two games, but nothing you can do in that situation. Just just make sure you do your 20-point part. The worst situation would be if you won one of those two games and Kenton did slip up. Um, yeah. So, um, so yeah, they'll, they'll no doubt be focusing on, on what they can influence and what they can affect. I guess Stoke Newton are in the same position. They, they now need two wins to survive, end of story. The problems coming that they play Wickermays on Saturday, uh, so uh, playing the top of the table side may not be their ideal choice. But that's the way it is. So they're, they're going to have to, um, yeah, they're going to have to pull off something pretty impressive to maintain their Division Three status into 2023. Um, I mentioned this last week, Sal Chiswick, that, that they, they've been on a decent run of late too. They're, they're the fourth team in this promotion race, and they won. They beat Actonians um, by eight wickets, quite impressively. Um, but I think they're probably just too far away now, aren't they? Through no fault of their own, they do keep winning, but I think they just started this run from, um, you know, from too, the distance was too far. So they're they're twelve points behind Kenton, um, and uh, and you know, in with a shout. But my money probably wouldn't be on Chiswick going up, even if um, they have got Tower Hamlets this week or another one of the sides who are struggling and and they're in decent nick themselves. So if I was you, sir, I'd keep an eye on them, but I, I wouldn't expect ultimately them to be. In the top two, if all goes more or less as we might expect, if we move into um, Division Four, what do we need to know there? Anything catch your eye?
1: So K plus are back on top. Um, they beat Pin the Challenge. Only one week off,
0: wasn't it? They they bounced yeah. back.
1: Beat Pin, pin the Challenge quite easily. 2-6-7-4-9, played one four five, and have a nine point lead over Ardal of who are in second place. Um, skipper Primal Patel ninety five of seventy five balls, um, and then Quinall Shuttle. 452 with the new with the ball for, for K plus, as I said, and they now are on 129. And you know, looking, I mean, they're already promoted, um, actually, not not mathematically, but you think they're, they're more or less up in some ways, I suppose. Um, and then it's now, I old eyes are working to kind of looking over their shoulder, um, in terms of that second promotion spot.
0: Yeah, it's interesting with the one with old eyes, isn't it? Because they they've been up there all season, but they're still. A scenario where, um, where where they don't end up going up. And they came a, they came a bit of a cropper against Besbro, who, who've had a good run themselves. they certainly scored lots of runs. We, we, we picked up a 400-plus score not so long ago. And they didn't need to score 400 to win on Saturday, but they did chase one eight four 8 um, 4 um, for the loss of three wickets. So Besborough are piling on the pressure, and they're now just 10 points behind uh, Old Iserworthians. And so they're very much on the charge. Um, they play Pinner Challengers... In week 17, which is a game you'd expect Besborough to come through, but Old Isleworthians by bottom of the table, North London Muslims, so you'd expect them to come through as well. So this, this has got something of a, uh, um, you know, a week 18 feel to it. Ultimately, I think you'd rather be um, Old Isleworthians, but um, I sense there's going to be a few, um, you know, uh, uh, this path is not going to be a straightforward one, and there might be a bit of, uh, bit of action to keep an eye on over the last two weeks there. At the bottom, well Hebbstone Manor, um, did, a, did themselves a massive favour. They beat West Harrow by five wickets, one two one versus one two three four five, and that's seen them jump from bottom of the table right up to eighth. So they're now out of the relegation zone, uh, and they'll be hoping to continue that good form on um, when they play Lancashire Lions at the at the weekend. And Lancashire Lions, another side that they're not completely out of the promotion race, but I think fifteen points away from Old Isles is probably going to be a bridge too too far. But Headstone Manor, yeah, that they they're now. Uh, four points ahead of Pinners Challengers and nine ahead of North London Muslims. So a bit of cricket to be played down there um, this season um, yet. Division Five: Sal Willow Leather and London Sportif are both promoted. They're both cruising away, aren't they?
1: They are indeed. Yes, uh, thirty-six point lead between uh, first and sorry, second and third actually. Um, Willow Leather beat United Sports um, by a hundred runs. Two five five played one five five, and then London Sportif. Beat Peshva again by almost a similar margin, just under 100 runs. Two one eight played one two nine. So yeah, the top two sides are looking very yep. strong. So they're, mean, the
0: they're long since promoted, the two of them. And the only question is who's going to who, who's going to win the title at the moment. Willow Leather are seven points ahead, a London Sportif. Um, but there's no doubt whatsoever that they're both um, they're both going up. At the bottom, um, Peshwas' defeat means they're they're still only one point away from safety. They are in in, in the relegation zone, um, and and the reason they're only that one point away is because United Sports, who they're battling with down there, that um, uh, they're you know they, they 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 got beat at the weekend as well. Um, e- Ealing Three Bridges keep their hopes alive though. They um, overcame third place Swami Bappa, uh, one six two v V1, one we um, the one three three, and they're... Uh, they're now 10 points behind uh, um, United Sport, ceiling Three bridges, that is. But um, if they're going to survive, they're definitely going to have to do it the hard way. They've got to beat London Sportif this coming weekend. So um, I, I think that might be a bit of a challenge. And as I say, they're 10 points behind United Sport, so um, they probably are going to need two wins if they're going to get above them into the safety zone. Um, week, um, Division 6, Sal, well... All sorts going on in Division 6, as is usually the way. Where do we start there?
1: Dan, I'll let you start this first game because you sort of did the dig in to find out what took place here. So I would rather take your glory away.
0: Well, I, I, yeah, I always sort of see, see games where a match has been awarded by executive decision and think, oh, crikey, what's happened? Has, has there been a fallout? Has, has there been some sort of trouble on the field? What's gone on? Uh, and that's what I thought when I saw Harrow Millennium versus CRS Cardinals. Harrow Millennium at home. And um, CRS Cardinals were awarded the game. So I got in touch with Nick Brown, the, the, the league secretary, just to find out what, what the story was with that. And he said, no, 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 no falling out. Um, they got to the ground and there was a music festival taking place on the ground. Now, I did then ask Nick, what what, what genre was it? You know, what, what are we talking about here? Are we, Are we talking about? Uh, rock music, are we talking about, you know, re- Renaissance Baroque or, or, or something equally as enter- entertaining? Nick didn't know, and I'm not going to hold that against him. But uh, but anyway, the music festival weren't moving, so they couldn't play. So unfortunately, Harrow Millennium, um, um, given they're the home side, that they sort of take responsibility for that, even though if it, feel, it feels very unfair to me, because I'm sure they don't own their own ground, but only unfair in the way that life is unfair. I totally get why the league have done what they've done, and CRS Cardinals get the points because they couldn't play... Round through or in the middle of the music festival that was going on uh, at the ground at the time, so um, so yeah, that was a new one on me. I mean, at Twicken and we have circuses turn up, we have um, all sorts of other things uh, um, happen around the green, not on the green, thankfully, so that, that's this is not something've uh, uh, I've seen before, which sort of kept me mildly amused in my own strange way. In terms of the cricket that was played, though, the top two met didn't they? London Super Kings played youth wing.
1: They did and it was in second place finally came out on top. So Youth have came out with rituary. Um The top quite yeah. close came here. Uh two three eight, um, played 2 4 two for 5 So uh, I imagine Youth wing got over the line by chasing the total down. Well, yet won by five wickets. So yeah, congratulations to those guys. Um, Prakash Hitter I might be saying this wrong, Down, so I'll have a go at it. Is it Hita... Hittam Saria? Hittas Samaria, I think. Hittam yeah, Sarai, that was my yeah. guess on this. Yeah. 75 for London Super Kings. Uh... Anish Shah took 3.39 for youth wing, and Aval um, Patel scored a brilliant 100 to get youth wing to over the line, and as I said, uh, I mean, the league's probably out of winning the league, but they're only 12 points behind, but that obviously needs uh, Super Kings to lose one of their last two, which unlikely to happen Seeing how many points they ever can make this season.
0: Yep, yep, spot on, spot on. Um you know, United Sporting Club still still taking an interest in the promotion places. So they're seven points behind Youth Wing, um, and you know, Youth Wing were probably pretty pretty pleased that United Sporting Club didn't come to the party at the weekend. They lost against Stallions, and Stallions, as we've said before, they've been deducted a you know gazillion points, so yeah. that they're, they're clearly one of the better teams, even if the lead table doesn't reflect that. But it was two seven one v two thirty, so a reasonably high scoring uh, affair, and and no one else is in the promotion hunt at all. It's going to be two of those three. Uh, that go up.
1: Well, actually, the Dan, big news at the bottom. Three, sorry, Dan, they actually each over this weekend as well. So, it's a sporting club with youth new Um So if anyone's at the Eve having a little picnic, watch a bit of cricket while you are there, you can catch some action. A nice sporting club will be taking youth new So it's almost like, you know, that is the decider, isn't it really, to see who gets promotion. Hey, promotion, yeah, six-pointer, as it were. Yeah.
0: yeah absolutely. Good stuff. Um, at the bottom, though, Tama United have bounced back. They're no longer on one point, are they?
1: Yeah, our favourite club. Um, <laughs> Just, I mean, not, they win a game, then all the players go missing, um, and they'll come back again. And they won get the yeah. 10 points, won't they, somewhere? They, next week, they'll probably the go missing again, won't they? Yeah, so, um, so they won. <laughs> they won. Fantastic, you know. Um, a great result for Tamworth United, as you, as you mentioned. Um, they're now back on positive in terms of points, they have 11 points now. Um, Bob Richards parked out for 1 5 1 and got it quite comfortably um, for a loss of only three wickets in 22 overs over, so now we're hanging around um, to get himself out of the line. Well done.
0: It does look like a bit of a walk in the park, doesn't it? There, 155 for three. They're making it look easy, Tamworth United. What will next season bring? Perhaps they're, they're, they're going to be the dark horse next year. Perhaps they're the only ways up. Um, all good. All good. In terms of our high and low scores, worth noting that, of course, um, the Prem play 100 over cricket at the moment. And if, I think I'm right in saying that uh, most other leagues do not. So Premier Division side certainly got an advantage here. Um, and I think the top score in first-11 cricket was in the Prem, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. Richmond 3-1, for eight against North Middlesex.
0: Yep, good effort by Richmond. And um if we look elsewhere, the um the low the lower end of the spectrum, we've got Tower Hamlets, yeah, seventy eight all out. Um that's the lowest score uh, of any first eleven side last weekend against SKLPC who 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 scored two hundred and thirty, so they won. In pretty bombastic style. Um in terms of the top score in the league though, Richmond um well, Richmond do not win with three hundred and thirteen this week. Hampstead do, don't they? Hampstead fives.
1: Mess game of two halves isn't that one, Dan. Uh, Hampstead fives four Absolutely, my seven, four
0: goodness of, me, yeah.
1: <laughs> four, four, 7 for eight. And Grouch in nine, seven for nine. So, um yeah. That was Yeah, uh, just a, a three hundred
0: and whatever there. it is run victory. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean Southend, Crouchend rather. They get a, they get, they sort of get a dig in of the day award, don't they? Even though you can't really have a dig in of the day award in limited overs cricket. Um, but yeah, I would understand why you wouldn't give it all away though. If you spent, you know, three hours in the field chasing leather, then I, I'd make damn sure I tried to bat as long as I could, no matter whether I was gaining any points or not. So respect you for, to Crouchend for not being all out. Crouchend fours there, ninety-seven for nine. Um, worth noting in that division. Richmond Fives also managed to um, to score 395. Now, you, you'd think you, you'd get the top score in the league with that, wouldn't you? You didn't even get the top score in your own division. No. Um, so, 395 for six, Richmond Fives against Harrow Threes, who themselves got 316. So, runs galore in um, in, in Division 3 of the uh, of the third tier. In terms of the lowest score, well, there was a lower score than Tower Hamlet, 78 on well, out, right? And it involves now more.
1: Yes, uh Sam Welfare was 41 all out. Um, quite surprising. Some good young players amongst their ranks. Maybe availability wasn't great. Or yeah. maybe hats off to Kenton. Maybe just you know turned up and played their own game. Yeah, and Kenton won it quite easy, um, one by nine wickets. So Chase the total down 45 for one. So yeah, uh, and then yeah. yeah, and
0: sometimes it just happens, doesn't it? Yeah. Sometimes everything goes wrong. Batsmen get themselves out. Good players don't do what they should, and all of a sudden you, you've had a nightmare. So that that may be part of it as well. I also saw that Brentham Twos was 68. All out Now 68 all out, clearly not the lowest score of the day, but I couldn't help but notice Brentham were on our top and already promoted, and yet they were 68 all out against Stoke Newington, who who beat them quite convincingly by six wickets, so it really can happen to anybody and anyone who's played any amount of cricket will know how true that is. Um, In terms of other things around the league, Sal, I mentioned, I think it was a couple of weeks ago now, that Actonians are in this, this slightly bizarre position of having... None of their sides promoted or relegated over the last decade. And two weeks ago, I mentioned that their threes, they're all set to, to break, to buck this trend. They're, they're decided are going to prompt the party of the season in Actonian's clubhouse when they get promoted. And clearly, I've put the mockers on them. This has been well and truly blown apart. They were 19 points clear of Hampstead two weeks ago. Um, they are not 19 points clear anymore. Um, and, and to be honest, um, I, I'm not at all sure... Uh, um where this is going to end up for them cuz they're only two points clear and um, they lost by 14 runs to Harrow Town fours this week um it could all be going down to the last the last game of the season for for Actonians 3s and what I am still convinced is going to be promotion party of the decade um, they play already uh, relegated Southampton 3s this week but then it's top of the table Harrison Mary's 3s for, for Actonians so um it, I, I think that i think it i think it might not be happening so I think the promotion party that we were trying to get invited to might have to be delayed yet another year. Um, so, so Actonians, poor old Actonians, uh, may well be uh, Actonian suits may well be in, in in the middle of blowing what could have been the party of, of a generation. Um, moving on from that, any other AOB that caught your eye in the past seven days?
1: Delson Cup um, action today, so we've had the uh, semi finals cool. Some of the semi-finals take place, so. Um, in the Middlesex Cup, which is open to Prem clubs and some Div One clubs, uh, we now know that uh, Stanmore will be in the final. at Richmond today, um, quite convincing, really. In the end, for them, uh, to uh, so Richmond one hundred ninety-seven all out. Um, Lucky Bangs overseas ball, hundred, and then Stanmore chased it down quite comfortably. Actually, really comfortable, inside twenty-two overs, um, two hundred for two. Uh, one of their one of their players had a really good day out at the bat today. Um, just gonna get his name. It's Chandy Ratner. I don't want to say it wrong. So just bear me a second while I get that information up. So don't want to obviously pronounce his name wrong. But yeah, Stammer in the final, um, which we take take place at Old Deer Park on September tenth. And the gentleman's name was actually Chandy Ratner Kamara and scored 136 not out. So actually, and also this is bombastic oh, wow. and then, so you A semi
0: 61
1: balls he took him as well. 15 fours and 10 sixes. A strike rate of two hundred and twenty two point wow. nine five. Not bad at all, is it, eh? Um, so there was That some... is a decent effort. Carnage wow. on the common today, I think you may best way to describe it. But yeah, so um, they're in the final totally totally common yeah. They'll be playing either Ealing or Crouching who play their game um, next week at Callton Road. So semi finals almost decided that and we do know the finalists actually in the Middlesex uh, trophy and it's gonna be actually the top two in the table at the moment. So we will be playing Southgate At the Walker ground, Southgate's ground on September the 10th as well. Um, Southgate beat Southampton by 159 runs. And Brentford had a... Brentford took a Harrowtown. Harrowtown won by six wickets. Although at one point, there were three down, for I think six it was in the uh, initial overs early on in the game. But, you know, they've got some players who can turn games around quite quickly, and they did so. So, yeah, Harrowtown 144 for four in 19.3 overs. Will now be taken... Current second place inside in the table, Southgate. Interesting. Interesting. Good stuff. And
0: both of those finals are the 10th of September, aren't they?
1: They are. Yes, yeah, that's correct. And actually, also, while we were on talking about cover action, actually, you said, two of our umpires from our, um, our league, uh, from the panel, um, Tom Robertford and uh, we, um, Vinoj Srinivasan. I said his name wrong last time. I might say it wrong today. So apologies, Vinoj. They both, um- <laughs> both umpired today in the... Um, the national semi-final which was um Bexy and Potton. so congratulations to those two for getting that kind of uh accolade of being recognized to accolade, be able yeah, yeah to oh. you know to recognize uh, their abilities are more than capable of standing those kind of levels of game so yeah well done to those two and if we nod you again apology if i got your second name wrong
0: all good all good and, and as you say well done to those guys that's a, that is a An accolade to be asked to to umpire a game, a club game of that stature. Um, A couple of the bits I wanted to throw in. First of all, um, really pleased to hear from uh, Nick Brown, the league secretary, that there will be a annual dinner this year. Um, Always good. Of course, through the COVID years, that they've been um, a lot harder stroke impossible to, to host. So the date is the 21st of October. I think more details to follow uh, and, and I think I'll let Nick do that when they're finalised. Um, but 21st of October is the, thing, is the date to put in your diary. It'd be good to see as many people there as possible. They're always good events um, and um, you know, I'd, I'd strongly encourage clubs to, to support them. And secondly, um, we were talking the other week about players who just don't miss games and players who consistently every week turn out for their side and I think, I think I posited the question. I wonder, you know, who's played the most games without, without missing one? And I think you um, suggested it might be James Overy from Bronsbury, or he'd be up there because he, he doesn't seem to miss a game. And, um, uh, and even though he's, he's recently become a, become a, a father, he's, he's still playing. He's still leading Bronsbury in their charge, um, uh, hopefully back into the Premier League. So um, um, Paul Smith's been in touch and has provided a list, Sal. Are obviously, since two thousand and two, when we have um, all the data, so uh, in, in recent times of players who've um, played well, a top ten basically players who've uh, and the number of games they con- they've played consecutively before missing one because of an injury or, or a or a wedding. And James Over is top, and he is still going on this streak. He's um, between two thousand and fifteen and now he's he's played one hundred and nineteen games on the banks for Bronsbury without anything getting in the way, which I thought was pretty. Impressive. I'm going to spring this on you, Sal. I've got a top 10 in front of me here. Mm. Any idea who might who who might be in it? Who Who's going to be two to 10? Any names you want to fling? Oh, fling are actors? we talking
1: so in a row playing most games, yeah?
0: Yes, that's and the key it, thing. It's not... You, you can play 70 games and miss one, 70 games and miss one, 70 games miss one. You won't be in this list. So the, it's about who's played consecutive games. And James has played 119. The next best is 110. And then uh, there are five players who've played in the 90s. Uh, then there's an 87, an 86 and an 84. Okay, And of the top 10, three are still going. James over is one. Um, and then there are two who are still active in the league at the moment.
1: Is Christian Martin one of those players?
0: Christian Martin is in but he's not uh, one of the ones who's active, as it were, because his streak was 2015 to 2020, then he missed a game. So he's obviously building up a new streak, but it's yeah. it's nowhere near... The 84 that he managed. So, Christian Martin is, he's 10th on that list. Okay.
1: And have these I think players... you've done very
0: well. I don't think it's the easiest question in the world.
1: Oh, I love a challenge like this. So I mean, have some of the players moved club maybe, or they will still play for the same club they were from the start of their streak, or they're kind of.
0: Um... Now you're asking questions. There's at least one player on this list I know has played for two clubs. Um, but I assume Paul is talking to us about people who've played consecutive games for whatever club.
1: And is it is it. Which so, move? is they
0: moving a, in, a, in a winter?
1: Which division are we talking about here? Are we going from Prem down to Div 2 or is it just uh, Prem down to Div 3? First What's
0: 11 it? cricket. First, so, first 11 cricket. And I suspect that will mean um, not including the Middlesex Championship
1: divisions, which joined us very recently. OK. I'm going to give one more guess before we go, because I don't want to keep everyone hanging on for my answers. Um, but they can, they're can they more than welcome to send them to me and you if they want to. Um, and let's see if they're correct or not. OK, let's have a look. quick, 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 uh, trying to think of the clubs that have got players who sort of play quite a lot of cricket um, this is a tough one Dan it's a real tough one mate um,
0: Club okay I'll give you right okay Well, so we'll we'll leave it at this as you say our James Overy-Bronsbury he's top with 119 and well 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 done there James fantastic effort Christian Martin is 10th 84 consecutive games between 2015 and 2020 there's one Twickenham player there good one That is. it's not your
1: captain because I know he's been away before it's
0: not Carlos Nunes. Oh, no, okay, it's it
1: not. Um, is it Don Manuel Nope. No, he, he moved his audience to Austin and maybe had a break.
0: Well, I, I'll be honest. When I saw the name, I thought, are you serious?
1: Is is he's not doing this. He misses
0: a lot of games.
1: Is he still playing the play now? He
0: is still playing. But he, he is still playing. He's in the
1: ones at the moment by the sounds of
0: it. He is playing in the ones at the moment.
1: Really? Oh. Scott Newman.
0: And he's been away and come back not Scott human, is it? He's not nope. been there long enough, no. No. Shall I help you out on this one?
1: Mullah I'd I'd have
0: needed I'd have needed a lot of guesses with this one, Sal, is, to be is honest. Is it
1: Rashid Mulazada?
0: It is Rashid Mulazada. Yeah. From twenty ten to twenty fifteen. And it's not that he misses a multitude of games, but uh, he, he just periodically, you know, he, he struggles a bit with injury. Yeah. Um, and I know there was a period where he had to, you know, there one or two family challenges and whatnot yeah. that he, he took yeah. him away. Um, but yeah, Ash, Rashid is ninth, eighty-six games consecutively in twenty ten to twenty fifteen. So we've got first, we've got ninth, we've got tenth. I'm going to leave it open, Sal, and we, we, we can talk to people yeah. next week. If anyone wants to get in touch with us, then then I'm, I, I I will. Reveal all, as it were, um, for those who are that way inclined at about this time in the pod next week. Brilliant. Cool. Right. Always good to end with a trivia question. Um, Lots to look forward to in week 17 and, of course, in week 18. They're going to be two absolute thrillers. If you can get down and watch any of the games, then uh, then I'd, I'd really recommend one that you do to, do so because there's going to be some good cricket out there. But do talk to Sal and me. We cannot get to every game in the county, uh, on a, or anywhere near it on a Saturday. So if there are stories to be told, we want to hear them so that we can we can tell whoever happens to listen to a, to our pod so um, let's see what week 17 brings Sal are you on point at the weekend
1: I am just back this yes, Saturday yeah I'm not sure where I am at the moment we don't get told till late on during the week so yeah I'll be, I'll be somewhere oh, of course
0: yeah Let, yep. yeah that's right
1: yeah I'll be somewhere well wherever
0: you are I hope it goes well hope yeah. it doesn't rain
1: yeah hope so good
0: good and we'll regroup next week brilliant Dan take care cheers Sal all the best bye bye